Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It's Fightful's list and your boy for January 11th, 2023. I think this will probably be the best list and your boy that we ever do. We've got Jimmy Van here. Jimmy, how you doing? Nothing to talk about today, Sean. We're Nothing gonna at all. To, we're going to have to talk about Martin Lawrence movies or something. I wish that's what we were talking about. I wanted to watch Blue Streak on a Tuesday night, one of my favorite movies, and... uh you know, stuff unfolded before we get into that rant, because there's going to be some of that. And we're going to break down that the what is, what isn't, what did happen, what didn't happen, 
who screwed up, who didn't, all that is going to be covered on today's list in your boy. I want to remind you that after this, we are live on FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on. I often tout the breaking news, but we have, we've got the rumors threads, the debunking threads. The way that I put it was trying to find a whole turd in a septic tank. We did our best to gather those turds and put them on FightfulSelect.com. It is only $5 a month. You get breaking wrestling news, exclusive wrestling news multiple times a day. Uh, you get about probably over, uh, on average, a show per day uh, exclusively on FightfulSelect.com. So if you like what we do, if you want to support what we do, FightfulSelect.com. I know some of you go, why would I pay for wrestling news? And I get it. Just give it a try. I think you'll really like it. And we are one of the first Patreon properties to have anniversary billing. So if you subscribe today, you will not get billed again on the first like other Patreons. You'll get billed on the same day every month. While you're here, leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. We're finally over 80,000. I'd love to get to 100K this year, a personal goal of mine. And if you want your question or statement read on the air, because Jimmy is going to have some very unique insight, donate a super chat here on youtube.com slash Fightful. We also have Humper Chats. You may say, what in the hell is that? Well, it's our Streamlabs platform. Humperchats.com. That's H-U-M-P-E-R-C-H-A-T-S.com. We want to thank NordVPN and Manscaped for sponsoring this. We'll tell you about this later. And my last plug, Fightful Awards, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Myself, Denise, and Will. That was Thursday night. Did I say Wednesday night? Yeah. yeah. I mean Thursday night. It is Thursday night. There you go. There you go. All my days are running together at this point. Jimmy. <laughs> so, I, I, well, let's start chronologically. Let, let's do that. We're going to start chronologically. Yesterday afternoon, Stephanie McMahon stepped down. That's what happened. Let me start with that. Yeah, that's what we'll that's what we'll start with. Okay, okay, I've got that later. But we can start with that. So, and, uh, as Graham says, aggregators line up and get pimp slapped. Caden wants to know if you'll expense my Super Bowl trip. I will push for it. I'm sure you will. I'm sure uh, Connor you. says just a little thank you to everyone at Fightful. Your work is tremendous. Can't recommend Fightful Select enough. Never leaving, uh, and we'll get the ones that are pertinent. Uh, pretty soon but yeah let, let's start chronologically to make as much sense out of this as we can you know how sometimes in a public situation someone will be on camera smiling and they're talking about exciting times and they're talking about how everything is hunky-dory but you can read between the lines and you can kind of see the truth in situations sometimes publicly i didn't know last friday when they did that staff meeting and it was uh, Nick Khan and Stephanie and Frank Riddick. They did the staff meeting after news came out. Vince was coming back. When they did that, I didn't know Stephanie McMahon was going to be resigning, but I had a pretty damn good hunch that she was upset. Yes. You, do you know how I knew or had a hunch that she was upset? Well, there was also some reporting that we did on Fightful Select about that, where she said, naturally, there's going to be some animosity. And then she paused and she yes. said, maybe angst is the right word about this. Now I don't have a lot of context to that. I should should establish, but I well I, I have said. the quote. Yeah, I got the quote. Yeah, but basically, so Nick Khan handled most of the meeting, and Frank Riddick handled most of the meeting. Stephanie kind of did the intro, and then she kind of did a little exit. And this is a, a a direct quote from her at the end of that meeting. And keep in mind, they were talking to WWE uh, employees. She said, "Quote: We don't want there to be. Obviously, there's going to be some animosity, or not animosity, angst." natural emotions that you might feel. And we want to make sure that we're on top of this and we're communicating with you and everyone has all the information that they need, unquote. That to me felt like a slip. 
when she said animosity. Uh, and Same. then you got to think about the series of events, right? That, that, that led us here. So first last May, she took the leave of absence and her quote in her Twitter post was taking this time to focus on my family. That's what she said. Taking a leave of absence a month later, almost to the day, a month later, the Vince allegations surface. Then Stephanie returns as the interim chairwoman and the co-CEO. Then the wall street journal story comes out earlier this month saying that in December, the board unanimously agreed that Vince returning wouldn't be in the shareholders' best interest. Guess who's on that board? Exactly. Stephanie's a member of the board. That, that means that Stephanie voted or agreed that her dad should not return. Well, it's also, comes- also important to note, she was on the board when she resigned last year, so she was privy to the information that was made available to the board about Vince McMahon's scandals. So she got she got out. Before that all hit the fan. Yes. Yeah. And, and remember when she first gave her leave and everybody was wondering what's going on? Like, is somebody right. sick in the family? Everybody was kind of wondering. And as soon as those allegations came out, you kind of knew. Um, Vince comes back. Now she's gone. And she's not just gone from her positions, but she's gone from the board. And when the board voted, it might have been yesterday, to reinstate Vince's chairman, she was off the board before the vote. And so all of this is, is, is very, very telling. What else have you heard about Stephanie's resignation and the reaction and the fallout? Well, lots of people are unhappy because people like Stephanie there. And the way that it was given to me, the way that, that when I spoke to WWE sources, they tried to make it like, oh, well, she's just resuming what she was doing last year. Well, all indications that were given to me is that she, the reason that that, that happened is because, you know, she didn't want to have anything to do with, what was going to emerge? What was going to actually come out about Vince? So, uh, can you blame her? No, not at all. No, I mean, like if, her. Yeah. If, if it was my parent, I don't think I'd want to be around either. You know exactly. What I mean? So, so whenever you look at that and, and you see that Stephanie is well liked, well, I can tell you that this is part of what launched the Saudi rumors. Now, has Vince had some conversations? Yes, I have heard that. I have heard that. But that, compared to what ended up happening, is far, far different. And I'm going to tell you guys exactly how it unfolded. So last night, uh, we're doing this on January 11th. Last night, I'm watching Ozark with my wife. I'm a, little, I'm a little late to the party on Ozark, but my wife and I are watching it. And I happened to check my phone, and there's a tweet posted by Brian Alvarez, and the tweet said, I think Monster News is imminent. Well, what's the first thing that I always do? Whenever I hear about wrestling news, I text Sean Ross app. I sent Sean a text and Sean said, some people think the Saudis bought WWE. And what's the first thing that I said to you? I said, it seems too soon yes, because they just announced JP Morgan. That was my, my response to Sean. Over the next few hours, mass hysteria on Twitter. That's really the only way I can think of putting it. Mass hysteria. Tell us, and you already kind of alluded to it. How did this start oh. and where is it now? I'm going to, I'm going to go through all of it. Now I'm not, there are some names I'm not going to name because I don't think that would be fair to those people, but um, there are some people that, that probably should be named in this. And I will do my best to keep up with the Super Chats, guys, because I am I moderate Listen Your Boy myself. So, last night, there was a very vague tweet, and I, I want to specifically say what it says. That way I can't misquote it, but it was Brian Alvarez, and... It was at oh, nine o'clock Eastern. It was at eight fifty-seven Eastern. Says I think Monster News is imminent. Well, when that happens, um, 
I, and I'll be the first to say, sometimes I'll post eyeball emojis, GIFs, something like that. Um, it, a story is coming imminently when I do that. I'm not going to peace out. And Brian dipped out. Dipped out, went away, and you never know when that's going to be covered. Dave posted up there, seems like it. No idea of when a story would come or anything. When that happens, I think I, when I counted, Jimmy, I had over 200 DMs from the time that happened to the time I posted a tweet. And I found out what that was about, what that speculation was about. But I, I battled with even putting it out there. And then I talked to a sports writer who is nationally featured on TV all the time. And they said, you know what? When this happens, Schefter will go in the air and he'll say, this is a rumor. I can't confirm it. But just so you know, this is what people are talking about. And quite honestly, I was kind of sick of getting messages about it. So I said, okay, here's what the vague tweets are about, where everybody's like, uh-oh, if this is, if what I hear, if what I hear, the rumor was WWE had already finalized or, or was working on a deal to sell to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia in a very vague sense, right? And I made sure to say, in no way have I confirmed this. In in no, I've been given no indication that this is actually the case. And I know where some of it emerged from. Some of it, not all of it. I can't speak to how Dave, Brian, or anybody, but there was a specific group chat among a pretty connected and prominent person who predicted and speculated it based off of the fact that Stephanie had stepped down as co-CEO. And the idea was, can't have a woman as co-CEO if Saudi Arabia is taken over. And then a person in that group chat went and fed that to a couple of people as like, yeah, I think this is happening. And then, then provided more details and seemed to embellish it a little bit as well. And then it went from there. Now, meanwhile, I know that I'm asking people. I know for a fact that John Alba was asking people. I know for a fact that, that uh, Brandon Thurston was asking people. And we were given no indication of this. No indication that any of this was actually going to happen like that. And uh, holy cow, man. Holy cow. What a, what a mess. And I want to say this. I, I really like Cassidy. Cassidy is one of my, my best friends. I wouldn't have ran with that story. Uh, I like Steve Muehlhausen. He has, he has bylines here at Fightful. He covered the, the punk trial for us. Dazone made him delete that tweet for a reason because oh, he did. it okay. wasn't it wasn't true it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't finalized it wasn't and i i can't that's why i made sure to specify in that thread guys i have no indication it's happening here's some weird stuff that happened in vegas but there's nothing that i can indicate uh th th that it's going to happen uh connor says oh never leaving but uh, I'm trying to get Joel to catch up on, on the Super Chats and all that stuff and Humper Chats. So hopefully we can make a little sense of this. But uh, he'll send me a document shortly and we'll be on those guys. It's a lot easier to fool a group of people than it is individuals. And yeah. last night reminded me a lot of the night when everybody thought Twitter was going to die. Uh, and you and I were in, a, were in uh, one of our internal chats. And you know how I was so irritated by that. 
like people thought Twitter was going to die, like Elon Musk was going to invest $44 billion and let something die. And yet here were all these people on Twitter. I'm signing up for Hive and here's my Twitter goodbye and come follow me on Hive. And of course, nothing happened. I broke. uh, Hive broke. It it was, don't get, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but uh, I I told you Hive was not going to work. Yeah. And and in this case, just like you just said, I think people heard that uh, Stephanie resigned and then human nature took over. What I wanted to do is uh, a bunch of stuff. The first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to explain at a very high level how a typical sales process works at a high level, because last night I posted on Twitter about how. It seemed like it was too fast. They just got JP Morgan Chase. Seems like it's too fast. All kinds of people were sending me questions. Uh, and so I thought high level, let's explain how, how a typical sales process works. And the reason that I want to say a typical sales process is because WWE, a sale of WWE might not be typical. You know what I mean? It's an established brand. Everybody knows who's repping them. There's no secrets, but a sales process is a sales process and they've already kind of gone their start of the path of a typical process. So the first thing that you do is you hire a firm to represent you. And they announced a couple of days ago that they've hired JP Morgan to represent them. I am of the belief that that was the catalyst for Vince coming back. Like this is, this is my opinion. I think that WWE knew at least a month ago that they were going to go with JP Morgan. I think Vince got wind of it. And I think Vince thought, Oh shit, they're the process has started. Well, they're not doing it without me. And that led to him returning. And that's my opinion. So they've got the firm to represent them. Yes. Once, you have, once you have the firm to represent them, now you have to solicit buyers. That's what the firm does. They, they solicit buyers. They get them to sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Uh, then they can schedule meetings with the sellers and Q&As and, and do the whole song and dance and, and all of that. That takes a little while. That doesn't take a day. It takes a little bit, a little while to do. Then after that, any interested buyer, they sell what they call an, an LOI or a letter of intent. And basically the letter of intent is where they pitch their offer, uh, their bid, their payment structure, all of that. The seller, in this case, WWE, they will choose one of those, one of those LOIs, one of those letters of intent, then due diligence happens. And this is a very extensive process. They look at financial statements. They look at employee contracts. They look at vendor contracts. They might want to look at the, the tech code, anything proprietary that WWE owns. It's a very extensive process. Once that's all done, if they pass through and if WWE uh, accepts an offer and if they're cool with, with the, with the DD, the due diligence, then they do the purchase agreement. Then they have the close date. And because WWE is a public company, they have to have shareholder approval, which is easy because Vince has majority voting rates and they have to have SEC approval. But this whole you know process that I just kind of explained high level, do you, this do takes you think some time. They, do you think they would get SEC approval for something like that? Yes. Okay. Yes, I think they would. Also, uh, uh, Joel, if you're watching, give me editing access to that document, please. Thank you. Yeah, because they're a public company, there, there's different ways. Because I, I know that there's a lot of rumor that the Saudis, if they were to buy the company, they want to privatize. Uh, and to keep it simple for people, basically they would come up with like a premium share price and they come up with like, say a buyback date. And then on that day, the, the shareholders are given that share price and then they delist the stock. That's basically what happened with Twitter. I can't remember what Twitter was going for at the time, but I think Musk promised to pay like 54 bucks a share or something. And then whenever that day came, shareholders got their 54 bucks and then they delisted. That's more or less what would happen. Uh, I won't go into detail as to why they would want to privatize unless people want to know. Uh, well, but yeah, that's sure. Sure. Let's, let's hear it. So basically the reason that you would go public, the reason that WWE went, went public is to raise capital. 
because you've got people buying stock, essentially injecting cash into the company. A company like Saudi, a company, uh, a, a country like Saudi Arabia or the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, they have over six hundred billion dollars in assets. Okay, six hundred billion dollars in assets. They don't need the capital. If you are private, that means now you don't have to worry about government regulation. You don't have to worry about appeasing shareholders. You don't have to worry about the SEC. You don't have to worry about Wall Street because if you miss Wall Street expectations, that it impacts the stock. You can basically do whatever the hell you want. And, and you don't have to worry about any kind of repercussion. You don't have to announce your quarterly earnings. You don't have to do anything. And so it would make sense that the Saudis, if they were the buyer, would want to be private for that reason, especially given it's the Saudis. But uh, that's the reason that you would do it. Okay. Uh, now, I posted on Twitter, like I said, um, it seemed too fast because uh, they had just uh, um, announced JP Morgan. Days ago. Yeah, well, just yeah, days ago, just days ago. But I think they had already probably kind of agreed they were going to get JP in December at least. But they announced it a couple of days ago. This led to me getting questions and I want to address these because a bunch of people on Twitter were sending me the same questions. The first thing that people ask me is, well, this is majority shareholder. Can he just cut a deal himself? The answer is probably not unless the Saudis were going to cut a blank check. Because due diligence is an extensive process Vince can't do by himself. He would need company staff. He would need finance people to help out, legal people to help out, IT people, maybe even production staff. The buyer gets to see all of this stuff under the hood. Unless, again, the Saudis were going to cut a blank check and not care. But yeah, even which, even which is probably what I think they would probably need to do to purchase WWE is, is pay way over whatever it is that they are going to to get yeah so so and and i was going to mention this later on uh i was going to talk about why would wwe even entertain an offer from the saudis the answer is fiduciary duty so they have an obligation to their shareholders they have to operate in the best interest of the shareholders let's say that wwe got three bids let's say last i looked market cap was a little under seven billion let's say they got a bid for seven and a half let's yeah. say they got a second bid for eight let's say the saudis come in at ten you have to operate in the best interest of your shareholders. If you don't take that deal, that could lead to big problems. So they would they would do it. But definitely, if if Comcast came in at seven and a half and the Saudis came in at seven and a half, they're taking the Comcast deal. I think all yeah. day long. But that's basically how it would work. So to answer the first question, because Vince is majority shareholder, can he cut a deal himself? No, I don't think so because of of what's required for due diligence. Again, unless the Saudis are going to cut a blank check, but. Even though they have all this money, when you're talking an acquisition of maybe eight, nine, ten billion, do you think the Saudis would just cut a blank check for something like that, Sean? I don't know, man. That's still a lot of money. It, it's hard to say. Like, I, how much is their deal worth with WWE? Um, wasn't it a billion over ten years? Was it something, uh, like something like that? So I could definitely see them, them uh, being like, well, if we're paying a billion. For these shows, why don't we pay seven billion for the whole thing, right? Like I could see them doing that. I get it, but wouldn't you want to see what you're buying first? I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, that's where due diligence comes into play, which which Vince can't do by himself, right? Yes, correct. So, but that's that's the first thing. Something else that people, a lot of people, asked me was maybe this has been in the works for a while. Maybe they've been yeah. working on a deal with the Saudis for a while. Now that's possible, but I don't think so. Uh, for the reason I just said, JP Morgan, I think has only been with them for a month or two. 
And, yeah. and it's a lengthy process once you get your firm to go through the sales process. So I don't think so. I think it was strictly rumor. Like you said, I think that Stephanie left and then everybody's trying to figure out why does Stephanie leave and human nature took over after that. But uh, I think that's basically what happened. Now, one other thing I want to address, um, because when Vince came on board and when he became chairman, there were rumors almost immediately that there were going to be uh, class action lawsuits. Sure. And, and, and I do want to get to those, but but I, we got a ton of super chats. Okay. okay. Super chats. Uh, Matt Hennessy says, let's say somebody buys WWE. Could they legally tell Vince, we will give you head of creative. Then the minute the deal is done, fire him and put Triple H in charge. <laughs> it depends on the deal that's 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 orchestrated there so i i had mentioned this jimmy like <laughs> that's funny we we had somebody that that reached out about oh maybe i'd be interested in buying fightful and i told them i was like well i have a deal through this period but honestly i would probably rework that deal before any sale that way i would have a say whether or not i'm i'm inked to fightful or not it, it's all dependent and by the way we ain't doing that shit but it's all dependent on the deal reached with him and the buyer and, and the deal that he has in place right now. Yeah. I mean, the, unlikely they'd want to give him a minority interest. I mean, you never know anything is possible in this world, but unlikely they would give him a, a minority interest. That means that he would be on a employer employee contract. And if he's on an employee contract in theory, he can be released whenever, you know, they have to pay him for it, but he could be released sure. whenever. KE 775 says, do you think Fox and NBC will warn WWE about Saudi Arabia in terms of pulling them? If this deal goes through, uh, NBC didn't seem to have a problem running the Saudi Arabia shows on Peacock. Yeah. So this was another point, uh, that I was going to make. So, um, okay, man, I'm going to get real deep. So there, there's a term called sports washing. Sports washing is when an entity, or in this case, a nation, uses sporting events and uses live events to try to create a sanitized, friendlier version of what they really are. And this is something that the Saudis have done for a few years. This is why they signed the WWE deal uh, for, for the Crown Jewel shows. They bought uh, the Newcastle uh, English Premier League soccer team in, I think, 2021. Uh, and they started Live Golf last year. And that's why they're doing it. They're doing it because they're trying to get this different westernized you know, sanitized, friendly version of what they really are because people know about what they really are uh, and the reputation. Live Golf for their inaugural season in 2022 was not able to secure a U.S. Uh, media deal. And that's despite the fact that they had major names on board, major names, some of the biggest golfers in the world. Golf is a much more ad-friendly sport than pro wrestling is. Uh, it's considered higher brow. They look at it like the demo is, is just a, a wealthier demo. And yet they were not able to secure a U.S. rights deal. They ended up streaming for free on YouTube. And I did some reading last night for this current season coming up in 2023. There's a good chance that they're going to have to give their rights away in the U.K. for free because nobody wants to pick them up and pay money for them. They have not signed a U.S. deal for 2023. Who is it that heads up Live Golf? Greg Norman, I think. Hell, He's, I don't know. He, well, he, he has come out and he said, oh, we've got like four, four uh, entities that are interested in bidding on U.S. rights. That's cool. We'll wait until we see it. Hasn't happened yet. Now, granted, WWE and Live Golf are different because WWE has been established for decades yeah. and, and Live Golf is a brand new entity. And I get that. But at the same time, like I said, WWE in terms of the ad friendliness is different than golf. Uh, and so I'm surprised they weren't able to get anything. I guess we would see what, what would happen. I, I think one thing that should be concerning is if a deal did come together, 
what if there were less bidders, which would then in turn bring down the price uh, of the media rights deal, which could then in turn impact the bottom line. Now, if, if the Saudis were to buy and, and take the company private, they're not going to give shit. They don't have shareholders to answer to. They don't have to worry about anything. But uh, I don't know. I think ultimately, if they were to buy the company, it's going to be good for the shareholders because they will yeah. pay a premium. It's going to be bad for almost everybody else. And Do you think that that any of the news today is the reason why some of the, the dollars were shaved off the stock price, Jimmy? Yeah, good chance. I mean, you have to remember, you know what a retail investor is, right? Well, I've seen better shaves from manscaped.com and the code Fightful. We also have people to answer to. Our wonderful sponsors and Manscaped will make sure you don't have any accidents. You don't want to end up looking like Cactus Jack after you're taking care of your nuts and wang. Manscaped.com and the code Fightful allows you to try so many different formulations. Everything in the bathroom. They got body wash. They got shampoo. They got ball toner. Crop gel. Plus those lawnmower trimmers. Oh, they're fantastic. They got nail kits as well. Everything at Manscaped from the Platinum Package 4.0 to the Performance Package 4.0 to the Ultra Premium Collection, which is a men's skin and hair care kit all covered with manscaped.com and the code Fightful. Get 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use the code Fightful. That ultra smooth package, listen, that, that warm weather's coming sooner than you think. Like, it was 60 the other day here in Kentucky. So you can't just sit there and, and grow your dong beard for the winter anymore. You got to stay clean. You got to stay fresh. And manscaped.com. And the code Fightful, make sure you are. Good for you. Good for you. Let's get to some, some of these. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Super chats, by the way. My gosh. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Meowpus said, could Vince go private with Saudi as financers? Mm, financers. I mean, they don't need funding. So that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, it technically he could go private because he can approve it, but you got to pay a premium to the shareholders. Granted, most of the money is going to go to him, but you got to pay premium to the shareholders. Meaning that's a hell of a cash, uh, cash, uh, ball, I guess going out the door. So I think it's unlikely. I think that they would just sell. Joel, what's the percentage would says Sean last night. You said you were about 35% on a sale to Saudi. Given the reports this morning debunking it, what percentage are you and Jimmy on it being sold to Saudi? Well, I said 35 because I think Comcast is probably 35. I think uh, Disney might be like a 30 or something. And then I think there are other players that are there. I look at Comcast and Disney as the ones that I look at and I go, okay, it would it would be hard for them to screw up and not make money on this in the long run. Uh, I'm going to say Comcast and Amazon are the top two. Okay. Fair. And and uh, I, I know a lot of people are saying Endeavor, uh, which owns the UFC. Yeah. Here's my thing with Endeavor. So when they acquired the UFC, and I can't remember what year that was. Uh, when they acquired the UFC, they had to heavily uh, leverage that, that purchase. Like they had to get loans and they had to get investment in order to fund a $4 billion acquisition. WWE is going to go for double that. So is Endeavor going to be able to leverage an, an $8 billion potentially sale? I don't know. So I, I don't have Endeavor high up. Amazon has been really looking to get into uh, live sports. They signed the deal with the NFL for Thursday night football. I think it was a billion over 10 years or something, a billion a year over 10 years. And so they got the money and they've got the distribution and then Comcast has a relationship. So I think Comcast and Amazon are the top two. Just my opinion. There could be some other players too, but we'll get to that at another time. Broadway Joe says, something that caught my eye in CNBC's reporting this morning. They seem doubtful in how serious Vince is on selling. Maybe NBC has acquired, but Vince is blowing them off. Possible implications. Uh, what do you think about that, Jimmy? Uh, I mean, you know, we talked about this last Friday about how, well, if he's chairman, no matter what he says, anything can happen, right? And and he could change his mind and he could wake up tomorrow and decide, oh, fuck it, I'm going to run creative now. Like we talked about how that's possible. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I still feel like uh, WWE before Vince came back, got JP Morgan. Vince heard that they got JP Morgan, figured out, okay, the process is on, wanted to come back to be part of it. I still think that a sale is where they want to go. And, and this whole thing about, you know, when, when Vince first came back, there was a lot of online gossip speculation. You could even call it jokes saying that Vince was going to hope to find a buyer that would allow him to maintain control. Right. The only one that I could possibly see giving him that would be the Saudis. Yes. Only because they are so out of touch when it comes to pro wrestling. I mean, they wanted Yokozuna and yes. Ultimate Warrior when they were dead. Exactly, exactly. So they're so out of touch that I could see them actually believing that Vince is still a genius at like 77 years old and, and capable of running the company when he's not. No other entity, you know, American-based, especially like a Comcast, Amazon, they're not going to want Vince to, to run the company. And also another thing that, that I kind of mentioned was that uh, Vince went off on the crown prince at one point. So maybe their relationship ain't so hot. Yeah. I mean, th that happens in business. I mean, you and I, we've had our battles in the past. I mean, sometimes that sure. happens. 
But I mean, oh. it didn't lead to me screaming in your face and leaving a <laughs> roster on a tarmac for a day either. Fair, fair. Joel says, what you're saying is it's unlikely they sell to Saudi. I heard something about them having right of first refusal on a sale in a deal they signed in 2018. Well, that'd be very interesting. I feel like that would have emerged by now. I feel, wouldn't stockholders be, like, wouldn't they be given that information? That would have come out. At some yeah. That, some, guys like Brandon Thurston. You know, one thing that, that Brandon Thurston is so much better at than me is he's really good at combing over information. Yeah. And I, I don't have the time and I don't have the interest. Brandon's awesome at it. He would have absolutely found that. I don't think that's true. I, now, now I again, a, I posted a quote from a private conversation we had, and I think it's okay that I can share it now. But he said, I think wrestling Twitter tweeted things so loud and vague they were startled by their own echoes. And I think so too. That's why I was like, okay, Brian going to post this? Like, is something going to come out? Because I'm getting tired of all these messages. I'm getting tired of 200 messages. So here it is. If everybody wants to know it so bad, there you go. Right, if you guys right. want to know the, this vague Twitter bullshit that much, all right, there you go. That's what it is. Yeah, to, listening to it. To answer Joel's question about like how likely could it be the Saudis? I mean, look, there was a report. I, I can't remember who it was. Might have been Alex Sherman from CNBC, I think, who said that the the Saudi Public Investment Fund was expected to place a bid. Yeah. And so again, if they come in, you know, significantly higher than anybody else, WWE has to consider it. So you can't exclude them or you, you can't disqualify them. But uh, I still think Comcast and Amazon make the most sense for a lot of reasons. But you can't disqualify them if they come in at a bid significantly higher than everybody else. Sean Tragedy sends a super chat for media literacy. A reminder, guys, you can send super chats and humper chats. Tom LaValle shouts out SRS, Kate, Louise, Drew, Alex for last night. Well, thank you so much. And Xavier shouts out the Select Style Podcast. It's a new show with Scott Edwards on Fightful Select covering Japanese pro wrestling weekly he says looking forward was looking forward to it continue to listen he did a good job recapping neek neek says thanks for real news not stressful stuff and kate says proud of who i work with and for we're gonna get to more of these super chats um slick the panda says is it possible this was a stunt to gauge talent and employee reactions that's something that you had mentioned uh maybe not necessarily to gauge reactions but uh, as to gauge the market and, and uh, response. I don't think so. It, 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 if, if they were ever able to track it back to anybody's it, remotely related to the company, that's an SEC problem yes. because you can impact the stock one way or the other with stuff like that. No, I don't think so. I think it was exactly what we think. I think that when Stephanie resigned, human nature took over and everybody just kind of filled in the blanks with their own bullshit. Alan Marks with a very generous super chat. He says, question for Jimmy. Aren't there U.S. SEC rules for selling to a foreign company? Uh, yes. I, uh, I don't know all the rules when it comes to this kind of stuff. I do know that when live golf was looking to do a deal with Fox. So, so live golf was looking to actually buy time on FS one when they couldn't secure a paid rights deal, they were looking to buy time on FS one that had to have approval from the FCC because it was an international, uh, entity. I'm not sure about the SEC because I just haven't really looked into it, but it's, it's a possibility, but I haven't looked into it. Ryan said, who screwed up, who didn't, not SRS. Jimmy, what sort of legal hurdles would a Saudi acquisition run into? How long would it take for a foreign acquisition and going private take to process? Is Comcast still easier or likelier? 
I mean, I think the process would be very similar to, to, to anybody else. I mean, they have to, first they have to do their own sales process. Like I already talked about, then they have to get shareholder approval. Like I mentioned, then they have to get sec approval. Maybe it would take a little longer because it's a, it's an international entity, but they'd have to get sec approval. And then after that, they have to do the stock buyback. And, and once they do that, then they delist. I mean, that's basically the process. This is not an overnight process. It takes months, but that's what would happen. EZE says, uh, assuming the sale to Saudi Arabia did not happen, do you think the mass massive negative online reaction could impact or halt negotiations with them or other potential buyers? So that's, a, that's an interesting aspect because if Saudi ends up buying it, they're probably taking it private. So they probably don't really give a shit about negative online reaction, I would imagine, Jimmy. You know what? The, the best analogy that I'm going to make is from an Ozark episode that I watched last night, Sean. Okay. So last night, this episode, and I'm going to paint this for people that haven't seen it. Uh, there's a, Jason Bateman plays this character who launders money for the Mexican cartel. At By one way, point, we did have a super chat where somebody said that Marty Bird needs to broker this deal. There you go. There you go. Yeah. At one point, the head of the Mexican cartel kidnaps him and wants to kill him. But the reason he doesn't kill him and Marty Bird, Jason Bateman's character is basically in his face saying, I hope that your uh, enemy in Mexico, I hope he cut your head off. <laughs> F you. I hope he cut your head off. And what ended up what ended up happening? The boss let him go, and the reason the boss let him go is because while he had him kidnapped, there was a problem with his business, and the only one that could fix it was Marty Bird. And so when he saw shit, I actually need him, you know, to to handle this. He let him go. I look at it the same way. Would the Saudis give a shit that uh, that people on Twitter are like, oh no, the sky is falling? Nah, they don't care. They they look at it like I really believe that sports washing is a real thing. And I believe that everything that they've done, whether it be uh, uh, Live Golf, whether it be the WWE 10-year pact, all of that is being done in order to try to change the mentality that people have about the Saudis. The oil's not going to last forever, Sean. And they want to get into tourism. And and for that reason, I think if uh, if uh, the stars aligned, they would accidentally or they would absolutely pick it up, regardless of Twitter reaction. Charlie says, if a reporter found out a source had misled them for their own agenda, would they still have an obligation to protect that source's anonymity? Uh, the way I was told is that the source said that if this wasn't true, they would out themselves. So, um, really? I, yeah, that's that's what they they claim, which I'm I'm about 95% sure I know who it is anyway. Uh, JDB Pringle says, thank you, SRS, Kate, and Alex for a marathon last night. Kudos are in order for the way they handled this. Big thank you to the NXT team for doing that. Uh, that was one of our most successful shows ever. And a big thank you to you guys. Ian says, thank you for all the work you do. Best 791 a Canadian. Can <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and uh, Nick sent a very, very generous Humper chat. Thank you so much, Nick. And he says, keep on doing what you all do. Respect to Sean and Fightful for sticking to what you know and what you know is a fact, regardless if news comes out as true in the end. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk about like reckless speculation and rumors at this point because Listen, I, I am the first one to post a little eyeball emoji or a GIF, but listen, if I do that, you best believe it's either going to happen imminently or I will be explaining why it didn't because we're in the, the business of selling subscriptions based on news that we're going to report, not just walking away. And that's what I took exception with. And I was like, man, are you kidding me? Like, this is, this is what we're doing. We're just going to, we're just going to avoid this and, and not speak about it and, and just like leave everybody just questioning this and, and wondering like what the hell's going on? What's what's happening. So I waited about 30 minutes and I was like, all right, cool. Here we go. Cause there was no indication that, that there was going to be a story or anything like that. 
we've got Greg B saying, given the struggle the Saudi group had in getting media rights for golf, wouldn't it be a huge risk for them to buy WWE with the possibility of Fox and NBC not wanting to renew deals with them? Well, I, I look at the fact that they run Crown Jewel and Super Showdown and all that stuff on Peacock, and I think maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do think that it would be helpful if they resigned with an existing partner. Because you got to remember, too, like if the Saudis did buy WWE, they're not running it day to day. There's no chance. They don't sure. know the business. They're going to want a, a, a Vince or a Hunter or even a Nick Khan. They're going to want somebody to handle the day to day. And they would be the conduit with whatever broadcast partner they get. So I think it'd be easier to go with somebody they have a relationship with. Might be tougher to go with somebody new. And and I have so much else. I don't even know how to gather all my thoughts because I got so much else to uh, to go over. But oh, buddy, we got we got a ton of questions too. But I think Triple H might like if if a sale to another company happens, I think he could outlast them all. We had a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, why wouldn't a company that buy it want to keep Vince McMahon in? Look at Dana White. Well, that's a lot different. Dana White was still in his his prime as far as a businessman, and it was very important that he stay on in order for it to run. You can draw a direct line to when Vince McMahon left and when numbers improve for WWE across the board, and anybody that does their due diligence is going to figure that out. Yeah, and UFC does have a couple of people that they kind of utilize outside of Dana White. But I don't know if they have anybody like a Triple H yet. Because Triple H basically, it got to the point where he was almost on Vince's level from a figurehead standpoint. Don't know if they got that yet. But yeah, that, they obviously needed somebody like him when they uh, when they sold. Ahmed says Saudi would pay Vince whatever to buy WWE. It's very popular and they would use it as a marketing tool for their 2030 World Cup bid. You just never know how, how this stuff is going to unfold, but it's possible. Anime Otaku says, I'm in Scotland. How would Amazon or Disney purchasing WWE affect international TV deals? Would it land on Prime, Disney Plus quickly, or years later, if ever? Well, I mean, they would have the first right to distribute those to their overseas, like Amazons and Disney Pluses and things like that. Or they could also solicit those deals elsewhere. Like, it's up to them what they want to do. For yeah, example... I mean for example, uh, Anthem owns Access, and as a result, they put impact on Access. But if they so chose, if USA Network walked up to Anthem tomorrow and said, well, we're going to put you on USA Network, they're going to take that deal. They're going to do that even though it's not theirs because it would be a lot of money for them, uh, ideally. Uh, I, I think they'd want to use it for subscribers because that's that, especially Amazon, that's their business. So I think they'd be trying to use it as a value add for subscribers. Now, they do have existing contracts. This is something else that people seem to forget. They have a contract with, I'm talking about WWE, they have a contract with Comcast until, uh, I believe, next year, January of 24. They have a contract with Fox until next year. It's not like if they sell the company in six months, those contracts go away. I thought it was through 2024. I could be wrong. It might because, be. Because it started late 2019, right? So you go 21, 2, 3, 4, five-year deals. Yeah, it's possible. But they, it's not like those contracts go away. They have to honor them. So people have to remember that they can sell the company tomorrow, but they're still going to be on USA network every Monday for the foreseeable future. T sipper says with the way wrestling Twitter journalists kind of caused chaos. Do you think that has hurt the trust that was there? Well, it shouldn't because the people that l report literally 99% of the exclusive news, uh, myself, uh, Wade, Dave, Mike, and, uh, John Pollock never said that that was happening. Mr. CJ Lilly says, sorry about Tuesday. Do you think this was testing the reaction online? Uh, never mind. That, that's an Alexa super chat. That's got to go all the way up there. Koi Stalling says, 
Saudi sees Vince as a god of pro wrestling because that's all they could watch. They could definitely keep him in charge. I mean, still, if they're spending that money, Jimmy, they're going to do their due diligence. Like people, like this isn't them going to the strip club and just making it rain. Like at the first woman that they see, it's not what this is. It, like I think people underestimate this. Uh, also, Deshire says, is the shareholder lawsuit going to affect Vince at all? So there's an awful lot about this. A right. Savage says, do you, do you see Vince is sued by shareholders now? Apparently, yeah. it's abuse of power. And Mike Leotis says, there's a shareholder in Delaware suing Vince for breach of fiduciary, something or another. Yeah. Does this carry any weight? Thanks for what you do. All right. I'm going to try again to explain this high level. I don't want anybody underwater. So we've talked in the past on Listen to You Boy about how class action lawsuits are always happening, right? Yeah. And I remember used to used to make fun of the way that I say Yahoo, because if yeah. you go if you go on Yahoo Finance at any given time, there will be press releases from law firms announcing that they're going to do a class action lawsuit against WWE because they're cash grabs. That's what they are. The only one that I can think of, and maybe you you can think of another one. The only one I can think of that actually resulted in a settlement lately was that one by that fire. Uh, it was like the fire pension uh, in a state. Yes. where WWE had promised that they were going to be getting a new rights deal in MENA, I believe it was. Yes. And then like a lot of time went by, they never got the rights deal. They got sued because it impacted revenue and the stock price and they actually settled. That's the only one that I can think of. Otherwise, typically they go away. Now, I want to explain this. So um, there is this, this uh, lawsuit that just came up uh, by a minority shareholder. He is suing Vince for changing the bylaws uh, in order to do th the things that he's currently doing. And I looked up what damages is he, is he looking for? So that's something I'm always curious about. Okay, fine, you're suing. What damages are you looking for? He wants the original bylaw bylaws reinstated, and then he wants his legal fees and stuff paid for. That's really all he's looking for. So let me explain high level what Vince changed in terms of the bylaws when he came back so that people, people kind of get it. So there's three main changes that he made to the bylaws when he returned to WWE. First, he changed the number of board members required to call a meeting. The change provides that special meetings of the board can be called by or at the request of the chairman, the president, or two directors. And that's convenient because Vince returned with two new directors or two new board members. So that, that's kind of convenient, but that's the first thing that he changed. The second thing is the restated bylaws prevent the board from overruling Vince's decision as the primary voting shareholder. So it prohibits the board from amending, altering, repealing, or readopting any bylaw that was adopted, amended, altered, or repealed by the stockholders of the issuer. So that's the second thing he did. Then the third thing he did, which might be the biggest one, it grants McMahon as primary stockholder the ability to reject any new media deal which would effectively prevent WWE from being able to access its primary revenue source, which is TV rights without his approval. And so this, this shareholder, I forget his name is suing Vince for that fiduciary duty. Once the bylaw changed, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere, at least at this point for a couple of reasons. The first reason is the stock price went up when Vince returned as chairman, the stock price went up. If you yeah. are a shareholder of WWE stock, why are you buying the stock? You're buying the stock because you want to make money. I don't think you're buying it because you just want to, you're such a fan of WWE that you want to support the company. You're buying it to make money. The stock price went up. That's number one. Number two, if, if WWE cuts a deal with the Saudis and evinces a catalyst for it, and if they're paying, say, 110 bucks a share as a premium price, what are you suing for as a shareholder? So 
at this stage, I don't think this is going to go anywhere, Sean. I, th I think it's going to be a wait and see. Now, granted, let's say that there is no sale. Maybe there's going to be something to talk about. Let's say, heaven forbid, something happens and they end up selling for like $5 billion, which won't happen. But let's say it did. Maybe there'd be something to sue for. But at this stage, I don't think there's anything. Uh, I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think anything's going to change right now at all. GTA says, should they sell before or after the new rights TV deal? Uh, before, because then a media company can do whatever the hell they want with it. And they are not held to those deals. They want to sell before. Yes. They want to sell before. So the, the last I heard is they wanted to start renegotiating the next set of rights by uh, the end of June, yes. which is when I believe they did it the last time around. That means they've got five or six months to complete a sale. And the timeline is on point because if they got JP Morgan now, five, six months, they should have a pretty good idea what's going on. KE775, do you think the non-public information the board referenced in the letter they sent Vince comes out? It seems like WWE is becoming corporate civil war. I don't know what he's talking about with the non-public information. Uh, sure. They claim there's more non-public information out there. I'm sure it'll be leaked to the Wall Street Journal at some point, but here's maybe. the thing. Further allegations, there, maybe. There's also a, a significant chance that whoever leaked it to Wall Street Journal is a shareholder and does not want that information out there now that a, a sale is possible. Because you know what? That would directly affect them. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're right. That's possible. But I, there's got to be now, what, four board members that have left the board? I think four yep. board members have left, maybe five board members. Five board members, if you include Stephanie, have left the board. I'm not going to point fingers and I'm not going to speculate, but it seems like it's easier. It's getting easier to figure out who might have leaked that Wall Street story, Wall Street Journal story. We've got a bunch more super chats. Fats Falafel says, not sure anybody's brought this up. Elon used Saudi funds to help in the purchase of Twitter. Pure speculation. Maybe Vince secured funding to purchase remaining shares, become the sole owner of the company during this time away. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like he doesn't need to be Jimmy. Like there's, he can, he can do whatever he wants. Still. No, but what, what he's in order to buy out the shares at a premium price, which is what you'd have to do to avoid any uh, legal repercussions. Sure. I don't know how many shares are outstanding right now, but it'd be at least a hundred bucks a share. Vince isn't sitting on that kind of cash. So what this person is saying is maybe they're going to have the Saudis fund his purchase of WWE. I don't think so. Sure. I don't think so. I mean, in theory, could it happen? He's the, he's, he's got uh, the voting power in theory it could happen. I don't think so. Justice says, is there any idea of who, what the group is looking to buy? Like, is there a name or face we can put to it yet? Um, I mean, Ryan says Disney is also leveraged from 20th Century Fox acquisition. They're about to pay Comcast a minimum of $27 billion for their stake in Hulu. Comcast might be able to match Saudi if they want. I mean, I still think that Disney would look at WWE and be like, it'd be hard to screw up making money on this. Like, it'd be very, very hard for the amount that they would pay. And again... You have Raw, SmackDown, PLEs, and the Saudi deal. That's four concurrent billion-dollar deals. If you spend $8 billion on that, again, you would have to be real inept to not make your <laughs> money back if you're Disney. So, I, I mean, like, this is this is one of those things where you look at it and you go, well, yeah, not only in 20 years will this pay off, it'll made money hand over fist. This isn't, this isn't a loss leader type of acquisition to me, Jimmy, this isn't something that they just throw on one of their networks. To me, this is a, a legit honest to God moneymaker because these concurrent $1 billion deals might be worth more now, Jimmy. Yeah. But I, one thing I don't know is I don't know what the executives at Disney, how they view pro sure. wrestling. 
Like, have you ever heard anything about how the, the people within uh, Disney? How do they look at pro wrestling? They got UFC. They got UFC, and they got Dana White slapping his wife, and he's still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, see what I mean? Like, it's. I don't know. I mean, anything is possible. I I still think Comcast and Amazon are the top two, but anything's possible. Emily says Disney under, uh, especially under Guy Iger, isn't going to want a notorious geriatric sex pest Vince McMahon under their family friendly umbrella. I agree. I agree. And KE775 says that there's suspicions Vince will try to overthrow Triple H or Nick Khan since they didn't support his initial overtures to come back. Yes, there's there's always suspicions and concern. Talent that I speak to are very, very concerned about the idea that that he could be back. I mean, that's the thing I get asked of more is, is Vince coming back? Is he handling creative? There's there's talent from top to bottom upset about that. I'm not going to lie. And, and, you know, I hate speculating on stuff. When Alvarez did that tweet about Monster News is imminent, and given that Stephanie had resigned that day, I thought Hunter was gone. Sure, that's what a lot of people thought. That was the yeah. initial thing that people thought. And yeah. speaking of Hunter, Ryan says, if Triple H stays on as chief content officer and it is truly his vision, or does he now have to v- implement Vince's vision? It's it's supposed to be his vision. That was stressed to me, that he is still in that role. He is still overseeing live events, creative, and uh, talent, is, is what I was told repeatedly. And I know Raj Geary was also uh, reiterated that several times. Yep. TV There's a, said, I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead, go ahead. TV says, Sean, I asked about the third company arising for the U.S. Uh, on Select with the wholesale element and subsequent fallout. I think it makes it more likely. Thoughts? Okay, so uh, Swagless also says, are either of you able to break down how it'd be possible for Triple H to start his own promotion, such as financial backing, TV deal? Who could you see on the roster day one? Uh, well, first off, it's impossible to determine who like would be on the roster. That's uh, not going to happen. I think it, there'd be some people that would leave wherever here to do that if there was major financial backing, but it's been very, very difficult for people to get financial backing. Lucha Underground couldn't get significant financial backing. ROH couldn't get that with a, with a giant media company. Um, Impact has struggled to get it with a media company. Global Force Wrestling couldn't get that. Triple H probably carries a little bit more of a cachet there, but it'd be very, very difficult, Jimmy. I mean, forget about the legality aspect. I I don't know what he has in his employment agreement. Yes. You know, th- that's that's a whole one other aspect is just the legality aspect. The funding is massive. I mean, AEW has spent hundreds of millions of dollars. And not everybody can do that, including Triple H. And is he going to get a television deal? You know what I mean? Are you going to get a network? How many, as you, as you just mentioned, how many have Billy Corgan, Sean? Billy Corgan, with his connections, could not get a television deal. Somebody mentioned him buying NWA, and I was like, well, first off, I do think Triple H could afford the NWA if he wanted to. <laughs> sure. Uh, but that also was like, you know what? Not the worst idea. I'll tell you Hell, something. I think I could afford the NWA, Sean, but do you, you want the I think, NWA? I, I think you for sure could afford the NWA. Do you want to buy it? No. Okay. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> something that will save you some money and legalities. It's NordVPN.com slash Fightful. 70% off your plan. Additional four months free. 30-day money-back guarantee. Works on all your devices. You may say, works on what? It allows you to get pay-per-views at a much more discounted rate, like the UFC pay-per-view that's going to be 80 bucks in a couple weeks. I'm paying like a sixth of that. Not only that, you can watch AEW without commercials with AEW+. Plus. You can get the old WWE Network interface. You can block malware, block online pop-up ads, and block online trackers. 
when you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi, you're traveling, you're flying, you're, you're, you're doing any of that. Maybe you're at a restaurant. NordVPN.com slash FIFO protects all your devices. I use it on everything. Phone, laptop, desktop, PC, even my TV and router have NordVPN.com slash Fightful on it. And again, 30-day money-back guarantee. This will end up saving you money after the first pay-per-view that you purchase. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You threw me with Manscaped today. I was all set to go with Blue Chew and Athletic Greens, and you threw me with Manscaped, so I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> well, we've got, a- we've got Michael Branson saying, between the time trips took over COO and talent relations and Vince returning, was anything stopping Hunter from adding no-cut clauses to the returning talents? Uh, not really. In fact, I had heard that Nick Khan had been in favor of them last year, and uh, Vince wasn't. So I don't think there was anything that prevented him from doing that. Tony says... Vince is head of the board again for less than 24 hours and some form of chaos has already happened. Disney buys WWE certain wrestlers talent better delete or be wary of what they say on their social media pages. Disney does not play the conspiracy game. That is also true. There there would be a lot more to that, but also you might wonder exactly how Disney would handle the contracts as well, because they might have a little bit more say over, uh, over what people say on social media. Ryan Martin sends a very generous super chat and says, question for Jimmy, because I know people are afraid of Vince taking over creative, but doesn't Vince have to abide by his SEC filing where it says he's only back to negotiate a sale and TV rights deal? No, I mean, it's it's not, that's not law. That's just, that's just basically just a statement that was made. That's not necessarily law. He's already shown that he has the power as the majority shareholder to change bylaws to suit his, his needs. If he wanted to be part of creative, he could be part of creative. Uh, I'm still not convinced that that's going to happen. I realize, like we talked about on Friday that, you know, he changes his mind, you know, seemingly on any, any day he wants and he could wake up and decide to go to raw. But, uh, it just seemed from the very beginning, like his interest was in, uh, helping facilitate a sale probably because he found out that they got JP Morgan. That's what it sounds like to me. A reminder after this show, we are going to be on fightful select. We're probably going to talk about Mercedes, uh, which one person sends a super chat and says, the big question, is it Monet or Monet? Well, she says it's Monet, so it is Monet. She she decided the name. But we'll be over there talking about that, but we are going to wrap up our super chats. Uh, Ryan says, apropos of nothing, how's Triple H's relationship with Conrad? I'm sure it'd be great, <laughs> but he ain't a billionaire. All due respect to him. He's got a lot of money, but he's not a billionaire. Joel says, not completely relieved but at least you guys have softened my worries a little bit. I would literally be okay with any buyer but Saudi. I think a lot of people feel that way, Joel. So that's that's certainly understandable. Uh, I want to, I'm sorry, I finished, but then I want to I want to touch upon what Joel just said about uh, his no, go ahead. with the Saudi. So I was thinking about, okay, let's say that, that a deal happened. And let's say, because the Saudi, there is a possibility. I mean, like I said, uh, there was a report that they're going to put forth a bid and if they offer more money than anybody else, it is a possibility. So I was thinking about what could be the fallout if the Saudi Arabia public investment fund acquired WWE. And there are so many, I don't want to be doom and gloom, Sean, but there are so many potential negative repercussions. First and foremost, heaven forbid, what if there was another Jamal Khashoggi incident? Yeah. What happened? What what would happen if they resigned with NBC Universal, let's say, or even before the, the the contract is up? If something happened like the Jamal Khashoggi incident, could that force one of these networks to pull WWE off the air? 
could that happen? Then let's say, cause they do want to uh, do the sale if they can before the next round of rights. Like I mentioned, what if that impacts the next round of rights? What if they have less buyers? What if the valuation drops because of that? What about talent like Sami Zayn? Yes. Who's just had the best best year of his career in 20, of 2022. Well, he's not going to want to work for a Saudi company. What about people that are loyal to Sami Zayn like Kevin Owens? He's got family to think of, obviously, but that's an element. What about the women, not just on the talent roster, but in the office? Completely agree. That could be something, right? So there's a lot that could potentially happen here and uh, we'll just have to watch it play out. And the next six months are going to be very interesting. Trevor asked if the locker room could stand as one and not perform. There's several that told me that they wouldn't if, if that sale went through. Uh, T Sipper says, this is for Jimmy. Who do you think is more likely to get it in a deal in general? Comcast or Amazon. Okay. WWR official says, are you surprised WWE hasn't come out in an official statement about no sale being imminent to curtail some of the negative media coverage and consumer sentiment? I can tell you that, that PR was very quiet last night, but it was also 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, today, I, I've talked to a few of them and they're just like, ugh, type of thing. I, I will say this, and, and this is a question for you. Okay. So Meltzer posted something this morning that, that was kind of interesting. He said that when the UFC was negotiating their sale to Endeavor. Yeah. They they no sold everybody. He said they no sold the media, they no sold the staff. When when rumors were coming out, they shot them down. And then it wasn't until like the day of the sale that everybody found out. Do you remember that time and did you have any dealing at all with with anything related to that? Do you remember it playing out like that? Yeah, that is how I just remember waking up one day and all of a sudden <laughs> it happened. Now there had been some murmurs but then just poof, it happened. Uh, that was, yeah, that was pretty, pretty wild. How that Cause that, that comes to mind with something like this, you know what yeah. I mean? But I still think it's too early in the process to announce a sale. King Enigma says to Jimmy and SRS, hypothetically speaking during the time he was retired and stepped down, uh, was there anything preventing Vince from negotiating with the Saudis to perhaps expedite the process of a potential sale? Technically it's possible. Yeah. Technically it's possible. But when it, and again, this goes back not to be a broken record, but it goes back to would the Saudis want to cut a, a check blind? There's so much to the process Vince can't do on his own. Like even the presentation. So, so once they sign the NDA, once anybody signs the NDA, basically JP Morgan will make a deck. So they'll make like a, like a document that's got a lot of high level information about WWE. And then they use that for a presentation and select people, probably Nick Khan. Uh, it would have been Stephanie, but I guess now Vince. Uh, maybe hell, maybe even uh, Michelle Wilson, George Bar, who knows, but people from the board will be part of a presentation. They answer questions from a potential buyer. I don't know if Vince can handle all of that. Would the Saudis care? Because like we, like we kind of are joking, they would just cut a blank check or, or cut a check blind. I don't know, but you think for that price tag, they would, you think they would want to do their due diligence. Vince can't handle that on his own. Emily Duda says, do you think we'll ever hear Steph and Triple H's side of what happened, or do they have to sign NDAs and stuff? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that, that Stephanie's got provisions in her contract about sure things like NDA'd that. they're NDA'd to the hilt. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, too. It's still her dad, and, and, and it's still her dad's company. I don't think Stephanie. I, I saw somebody was joking. They, they put a picture of Stephanie behind an RF video screen. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like That's not going to happen. No. She's not going to do that. What's the percentage? Wood says it wasn't UFC private at the time, Jimmy. I feel like WWE being publicly traded would make it a different situation because they have to be transparent to shareholders. 
I mean, so far they are. They they announced that they got J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, which is like I said, the first part of a typical sales process. Now Vince was the majority shareholder who was not part of the company. Yeah, and so in theory, any shenanigans that might have been going on, you know, should he have informed the rest of the the shareholders? I suppose, but he he wasn't a representative of the company. That would be like you or me buying stock in you know, United Airlines, and then just talking to somebody about United Airlines. I don't know if it, if, if it really meant that much. It sounds to me like they have followed the law, even though Vince changing the bylaws is a little suspect, but that's about Dakota it. asks if WWE would sell to a media company, would what happened to WCW happen to them? I, I don't think so, because th that wouldn't be the result of a merger like WCW was. It would be them specifically acquiring a property that they think could be beneficial to their, their media, to, to their libraries and things like that. Uh, WCW was a part of something else that they just got as a part of a merger that they didn't want anymore. Exactly right. W WCW, I can't even recall back then if WCW, um, if they were paying WCW for rights or if WCW was paying them for airtime. I don't remember because that was a long time ago, but very different situation. Time Warner did not own WCW. Yeah. So it's not the same. T Sipper says, this may be ignorance, but it doesn't seem like a good fallout for WDB if a deal with Saudi went through, at least from a face value. It would be great for shareholders. And that's the thing. When shareholders got out, they would make a ton of money based on almost everybody that had invested at some point in time. But yeah, and you gotta look good from a PR perspective, for sure. Most of the board are not uh, executives, company executives. Yeah. Aside from Nikon and uh, Hunter still there. And Vince lists himself as executive chairman. And executive chairman means that you are uh, basically part of the company and not an independent. But otherwise, most of the board are not part of WWE. And so they don't give a shit. They're, they're, they're going to get their money and they're out. And Nikon, Nikon's going to get paid, Sean. Yeah. So do you think he's going to care? I don't think so. I think I think at this point Hunter would be the one that would probably care the most. Yeah, I agree. Uh, somebody asked if there is no list goes on today. It is. It should have posted already, but I see that I I did mess that up. So I'll I'll fix that. Uh, the post will be up in a few minutes on Fightful Select. But uh, we've got some super chats to get through right now. Uh, Mister or actually Justice Gillum says this only applies. If uh, the Saudis buy, but once the, the the rights to the WCW, ECWA, or AEWA libraries are up, do you think they would re-up them or let them go? That, that's not a, a rights thing. Like, they no, own those. They own it. Right. Can you imagine, Sean, if most of wrestling history, in terms of, uh, of the video library, most of wrestling history is owned by Saudi Arabia? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. And Mr. CJ, Mr. CJ Lilly says this was all a test to see how things would go if they did with the Saudis. They own many foreign entities and haven't imposed their beliefs. I'm not sure what they own. I, I don't know. I'm not that learned on that, to be honest with you. And Big J wraps up the sale talk by saying, I started this episode very behind. Maybe it's been answers. Will wrestlers walk if it's Saudi? And how could the wrestlers legally do it? Uh, the same way that they do it without Saudi. The same way that people just walk out now can't force somebody to do something. They'll write out their deal or negotiate something. But yes, some people will. I mean, I think back to the Montreal screw job and I'm not suggesting that it's the same locker room and same mentality, but the Montreal screw job, everybody said they were going to quit. And a week later, they were all back. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There was one other thing I should mention. Rick Rude some, wasn't British Bulldog. Wasn't Jim Neidhart. Wasn't they all left. Neidhart wanted to be there. 
he wanted to be. But uh, uh, somebody asked me on Twitter, couldn't this be a good thing because the Saudis have shown a willingness to spend money? Like, couldn't this mean that the town's going to get paid all this money? And my answer is the Saudis aren't going to run it. Mm -hmm. They would own it. They're not going to run it. And so it would really come down to whether or not whoever is in charge is all of a sudden willing to pay so much more money. Brown says, thanks for helping me stay sane with the crazy speculation last night. Proud new subscriber. Well, thank you so much. Manuel sends love to the Fightful team. Proud to support your work. Love hearing Jimmy talk about corporate stuff. He's flawless in that field. He is. It's it's a great benefit to Fightful to have him. Uh, Trey says, percentage of Jay White and Tomatonga signing with WWE. Jimmy, yesterday on Fightful Select, I broke what I thought was going to be the biggest news of the day. <laughs> Switchblade Jay White's deal <laughs> is up soon, and WWE is interested, as is AEW. Uh, I would have said before yesterday, the likelihood of him going to WWE was probably 75%. And I would put AEW at about 15%, and then him staying with New Japan to some degree at 10 But Mr. CJ Lilly says, guys, first, sorry about Tuesday. Do you think this is testing online reaction? Because the way people reacted tells them a lot. And then they then they say, Alexa is the face of fear. We, we had kind of addressed that one. Yeah. Uh, but Edward Lou says... How does or would all this affect the likes of Rock and Cena returning to Mania? Seems like PR nightmares for them to return now, Jimmy. Um, I think a lot of it, again, would stem from who's in charge. So if, if, if the Saudis were to buy it and Vince is, you know, main, is, is maintained or captain or Hunter's kept, then I think the odds would go up. But if they had to go with a new executive team, uh, then I think the likelihood is less unless they just miss it so much that they want to be there. I mean, neither one of them needs the money. So I think it would depend on who's in charge. By the way, guys, if you say that you sent in a chat, it is helpful if you tell us what it was. Um, but we are looking through them right now uh, as to say, as to see who, who sent what in uh, earlier. We got... Nice guy, Rye, saying uh, the reporting last night clearly had holes in it. The domino effect of those errors impacted the reputation of anyone who is a working journalist or is perceived one. And that way, I'm frustrated for you. So, yeah, I, I saw somebody that had posted out there like, oh, wrestling journalists look fucking stupid last night. And I was like, saw that people who literally report 99% of the exclusive news did not do this. And they're like, well, why are you taking exception? Well, because it was a sweeping generalized statement. And Quite honestly, Fightful breaks over half the news in pro wrestling. So, yeah, I'm going to take exception to that. If I if I looked at Jimmy in the face and said, Jimmy's are fucking dumb. And then he said, man, what are you talking about? And I go, whoa, 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 not you. Not you, though. He'd be like, well, it certainly seemed like it was about me. You said it for, in a pretty direct situation. Uh, John says... For listing your boy, with them being married, is it one? Is it possible if Linda could do something to stop Vince's plans? Not a thing. No, not a thing. Last I looked, I, I can't remember the exact number, but I think his voting rights is seventy-one percent. I think. Yeah. So no. Nice guy, Rye says WWE's silence last night blew me away. That got out of control quickly, and it's more important than ever to communicate effectively to shareholders and fans. Ill feelings towards WWE festered all night. And we know when they, even when stuff is false, it can fester. Yes, it can. There were some people very concerned, but I can tell you about the the Vince thing, um, with with him forcing his way back. WWE was very very eager to say Triple H is still running creative, specifically 
to our audience. I think that's very important to note. Right. Brent Lockman asked my favorite stoner brand. I don't know. I don't <laughs> get a lot of paraphernalia. I smoke joints and go to sleep. Joseph says, here to say SRS and the Fightful team remain the best in the game. Select is the best $5 you could ever spend. Thank you so much. And uh, Ryan says, thanks for keeping it real last night with this mess. Media literacy is the big key here, but also journalistic ethics. Unrelated, what are you most looking forward to at the forum tonight and most likely return debut? Zero faith in my Ravens winning Sunday. Well, I hope there's zero faith because I'm going to be there. Thanks to my dude, Drew. I really appreciate him. But please follow Common Bengals W. That is my Bengals vanity project that I'm doing just for fun now. So check that out on Twitter, on YouTube as well. But uh, what am I most excited for? I want to see what the hell's going on with Mercedes. I want to know if I'm I'm either saying, damn, they got her, or, man, this was promotional malpractice. One one way or another, Jimmy, this is going to be so, what I'm talking about. I got to say this. If they don't produce her, then I got to be critical of Tony Khan. Yeah. Because on the one hand, he did announce – or they did announce that, okay, Tony storm is going to be the partner, but they did it in such a way that Sheeta was there to make and, and, and be jealous to make you think she's going to lay her out. And they did the little or originals versus, but they also did the subtleties, right? They did the subtleties like Brit saying, you know, I'm the boss or whatever they did the subtleties. So if they don't produce her, you have to be critical of AEW for the teases, but then the people are going to defend them and say, well, they announced, uh, Tony Storm as her partner ahead of time. And depending on where the show is, I think the rest of it could be flaccid without the 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 news of, of Mercedes popping up there. But I'll tell you won't, what won't be flaccid. Your penis, Jimmy, when you use bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. That's right. Get the same active ingredients of Viagra and Cialis for a fraction of the price in a chewable tablet that gets in your system whenever you're ready. Or how about this, Jimmy? Whenever you're not. I know that's a big thing with you. Whenever you're not ready... It makes sure the mood arises, much like your erect penis and your sexual performance. Do an online consultation with one of Blue Chew's physicians, and if approved, it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But you know what we say, there is nothing discreet about your package when you use Blue Chew. The mailman is not going to know what they're delivering to you, but before long, word is going to make way around the neighborhood, and that mailman is going to know what you're delivering to somebody else. And then you know what? Maybe that mailman's after you or male woman. I don't know. Maybe that male woman's like special delivery, but it's not going to be about what they're bringing to you. It's about what you can bring to them with blue chew and the code fightful. And you right now you get that first shipment free. Just use the code fightful. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Chewable. Perfect for you. Then, then the next thing you know, You'll be you'll be dropping that package in the mail person slot if you know what I'm saying. Manscape.com in the code Fightful. Still got a few super chats before we hop over to Fightful Select and the list goes on where we'll talk more about Mercedes. Uh, Jake says Yuka is in L.A. Sasha just trained with her in Japan. Maybe they both show up on Dynamite tonight. Heard ideas of a Joshi stable led by Mercedes and AEW. I don't know what the plans would be for Mercedes, but. I would love the idea of originals versus outsiders, blood and guts. I think the women deserve it. And if you've got Soraya and Sasha Banks and the champion, and you got Britt Baker, and you can throw you can throw Thunder Rosa in there when she's ready, I think that carries a lot of weight. Jade, Kevin, too. I love Jade. 
Devin the Doppler says, if you had to pick a percent for Mercedes being Soraya's partner, what would it be? Uh, I'll say 50-50, but I'll say her being there. I'll throw a big 90% just because I'm optimistic. And this is not me knowing anything. I'm optimistic that they won't screw this up. Optimistic. Matt says, last night's why I love the Fightful family and someone who's smoking the weed. Can we wreck spec on the odds of Mercedes appearing tonight? What's your percentage, Jimmy? What percentage do you give it? Um. Okay, so this is purely speculation. I think now that Vince is back on the board, it's a higher percentage. So uh, before I was probably, because AEW is not going to bring anybody in short term. They're going to want her for at least three years. And I wasn't convinced that Mercedes Sasha was going to want to commit necessarily for three years. Uh, but with Vince back on the board, I'm going to go over 50% now. I would have gone under 50 before. Thank you for everybody who's sending me the screenshots of me trending in the sports topic on Twitter. Just what I wanted. Because of do. the Saudi rumor? <laughs> Who knows, Jimmy? Maybe, maybe the Deadspin article. Maybe, maybe I touched somebody's inner thigh as you do or whatever it is that, mm-hmm. that got posted there. Maybe that's why. Michael Higgins says, uh, what do you think the odds of Tony Khan pulling something big tonight to put the new spotlight back on him? Dynamite has a solid card tonight. Well, I don't think it's to put the new spotlight back on him. I think he was already planning to. This is a major, major show for AEW. They've been hyping it for six weeks, Jimmy. Sure, so I sure. think it. I think it's very, very important. I mean, they had Jericho in town for days. He did PWG. He showed up at the LA Kings game on they had, whenever they that was. The Clippers games as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they had him in town for a few days. This is a big deal. And the PWG thing was awesome. That was a cool. Oh, one. it was it was phenomenal. Was. A, PWG hasn't had that much buzz in a, in a long time. I saw yeah. that they also ran uh, Jordan Grace versus Jonathan Gresham. Love oh, they did. That. Oh, yeah, love that. Who went love over? That. I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Buy the, buy the DVD in three months, Jimmy. Uh, uh, Ryan wraps us up, says, thanks, SRS, for keeping it real last night. Oh, well, we already uh, we already read that one. But I also want to thank Joel for coming in here and helping me with these Super Chats. There's no way I could have kept these in order. Guys, we have a wealth of interviews this week. And I'm talking like interviews all over the place. Over the last week, we've had Grayson Waller, Josh Alexander on the Wrestling Perspective podcast, Wrestling Perspective Podcast got quoted on uh, the, the Mandy Rose interview that she did this week. We had Lady Frost drop. Me and Lady Frost tried to make an in-person interview happen six times. just And we finally made it happen. Uh, Veda Scott with Grapsity has been doing great. This Friday, I got Taylor Wilde. But you're getting a double dose this Friday, guys. Because Mickey James on uh, the, the Wrestling Perspective podcast drops ahead of Hard to Kill. So then, usually we have Wrestling Perspective on Sunday, right? Well, that's not going to be the case this week. So instead, I'm dropping an interview with Crowbar. I was so excited oh, yeah. to meet and interview Crowbar, who is a physical therapist as his day job, Jimmy. And he did some work with Joey Janela. And Joey Janela said, buddy, we got to get you back in the ring on AEW. Is that right? Stuff like that. Yeah, that's it's, it's a phenomenal story. He talks about how he almost signed with WWF in the nineties to go on the road as a physical therapist slash wrestler. It is fascinating. um, It is a fascinating story. You guys are really going to like it. I still have a bunch of those interviews. Also one that I want to put over from a week and a half ago, we had Matt young and Joel Pearl do interviews with Cody Diener about a week apart. So what we did was combine them for like a 40 minute double feature. Jimmy, you know, this Cody Diener has been all around everywhere 
He he can uh, like he's a very smart wrestling mind. Also, he recently stabbed Eric Young, which is very important for you guys to hear about. But we are back tonight, AEW. And here's the thing: we're here every night, every weeknight. We're here, and on Thursday, uh, tons of shows. The spotlight. You got Day After Dynamite. You got the Fightful Awards at 8 p.m. And you got post impact. I want to say kills this weekend too, Jimmy. My God. I want to say one thing uh, about Mandy Rose. If you haven't seen that interview, she did. I'm sorry. What's the lady that did it again? Tamara Uh, Hall. Hall. Okay. If you watch that interview, that is a masterclass on how to do media after you've been essentially fired by your employer. Let's go talk about it on the list goes on because I got some insight. She did fantastic in that interview. Thank you guys. Until next time. We're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.